What's good, boys and girls? Uh, Fins Up Podcast brought to you on this Friday. The sun is finally out and shining. This morning, uh, you would have only gone outside if you were a duck. It was torrential rain in my area. Um, But the clouds have opened up in time for lunch, I guess, which is a good thing. Uh, And we are running this podcast after the mighty Cronulla Sharks have belted the North Queensland Cowboys. I am your host for this podcast, Terry Mortimer, and I am joined by my handsome colleague, as always, Mr. Dan Nichols. Dan? How you doing, buddy? Mate, I'm doing tremendous. Thank you so much. Now, you might hear a little rumbling. I am at work. We're in a uh, co-working space, so there's lots of people around. So please ignore any noise. Just focus on, focus on my voice and Terry's voice. I have a feeling that's going to be uh, a little bit positive today. But uh, how are you doing, Terry? You doing good too? You look, uh, you look great. You look refreshed. You look happy. I mean, anytime you take a trip up to Townsville, uh, as you and I had told many people yesterday that we were doing <laughs> got, a little, got a little bit of a rise out there but that was that was a bit fun until you posted a picture of yourself at the gym looking swole and beautiful as always thank you mate um, I forgot but anytime you take a trip up to Townsville and not only do you win but you win well and you come out of that game with no injuries and I don't think we're going to come out of that with any fatigue either um, you know and that almost solidifies finals footy for us uh, I mean, what's not to be happy about? Yeah, pretty good night. You're right. We got a long turnaround too to next Sunday too, so it worked yeah. well. And how good are Thursday nights when you win? You just sit back now and you look at the rest of the paupers in the competition and think, yeah, follow that, bitches. Yeah, well, that's it. And the only other Thursday night game we played this year was against the Cowboys where we destroyed them. And the weekend was glorious after that. Just keep them coming, mate. Let's play the Cowboys every year on a Thursday night. I love it. Yeah, I absolutely... You know, let's just, let's just dive straight into the game now. Um, I thought the opening exchanges, uh, the commentators were saying the Cowboys are on top, then the Sharks were on top, then the Cowboys are on top, then the Sharks were on top. Both teams started off completing really well. I was worried with the humidity up there that, um, you know, you might get heaps of drop ball and turnover, but no, both teams started really well. <sighs> Pretty terrible penalty. Comment real quickly, yeah. sorry, Terry. I, yeah. I was messaged by numerous people saying how boring the game was early on and I was like mate both teams are completed 100% took seven and a half minutes to get a penalty what game are you watching they're, they're yeah. used to this drop ball scoring length of the field try stuff this is finals football get used to it because you're going to see a lot of it sorry please continue yeah I mean the there are many words that I would use to describe that opening exchange and boring isn't one of them um, I found it to be you know like their forward pack really took it to our forward pack and vice versa. Their first set of six that they completed was really good and ours was better. We got ourselves in a great kicking position. Um, obviously, the advantage that we had in the opening exchanges was that Braden Trindle can actually kick a ball longer than his shadow. So it was, you know, field position-wise, we, we were winning that um, battle. Now, the first penalty of the game was given for Blake Braley apparently laying too long on the player. So... I watched the replay. I could, couldn't sleep last night. Um, the replay dropped at about 2 o'clock in the morning. So I watched the set before that. And the Cowboys were on our players just as long as Blake was on theirs. But it was more... That was a hometown, home-cooking penalty. I, I tweeted at the time that Blake Braley's a dick and he needs to get off the field. But I take it back. You know, it wasn't wasn't really a penalty. But from that, we didn't defend our line. 
you and I both said during the week that if you allow Scott Drinkwater or Tom Dean to run across field, you're going to get uh, punished, and and that's what happened. They made some some meters because Drinkwater and Dean ran across field, and the helicopter's coming in. If you can if you can hear it now, I'm at Ramwick Hospital, so someone's being airlifted into the uh, hospital settings. Um, and uh, yeah, I just you know I I, I found it to be. I found the penalty to be shit, quite honest, and then I found the play that they... Is that coming across too loud? No, no, I can... Mate, I've got buzzing here in my thing too, so people just can have to lump it this week, I'm afraid. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, and then, uh, you know, the next thing, they throw a, a Tom Brady uh, pass out of dummy half and, and drink water scores. Now, I've seen people try to blame different players in this situation. Toby didn't come across. You can understand, if Toby comes across... Drinkwater's putting Reuben Cotter in under the post. Mm. So Toby made the decision to go across late, and obviously he's not as athletic as he could be. And then, you know, the other side of the field, there was, sorry, the other side of that, there was, you know, did Nico cover, did Nakora, could anyone have done better? He could always do better. That was just a great play out of dummy half by Reese Robson to throw the ball five metres forward, and then Scott Drinkwater to attack the hole. Um, and then I saw someone turn around and say, oh, Connor Tracy could have done better. No, he couldn't. No, it was... no he couldn't. This was what it was. You put, you, you, put anyone, you put anyone with the speed of Scott Drinkwater up against any fullback. He ain't stopping that. No yeah. one's stopping that. Like, Prime Tedesco weren't stopping that try. No, nah, no, it was just, it was just a good yeah. try. And, and don't get me wrong, I, I, I hated it because I'm a Sharks fan, but I liked it because I got Drinkwater in my fantasy team in this week's final. So, you, you know, it was uh, it was good and bad. But, mate, it, it came from a penalty. Um, like, it should never have... That Reese Robson pass, even Jonathan Thurston, who was very biasly in the Cowboys' corner all night, as he as he bloody well deserves to be, he said, "Oh, I think we got away with that one," and they said, "Think he got away with that one." So I'm chalking it off. We conceded six points. Please go on. Um, you know, and then from there, it, it could the, the night could have got worse. And I actually think that if that pass to Deed and had stuck on his chest, and they go up twelve nil, you can almost call the game over. But you know, uh. Great, great last-ditch effort from Jesse Ramian, and that's a word that we need to use a lot in this podcast is the effort of a lot of players. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, we go down. A nice try to Ronaldo Molotalo. Now, if we ever thought that one of our edges was shocking defensively, that Cowboys' right edge looked like they had never spoken to each other. <laughs> they did. And I, 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 I've got to say, what, do, do you want to know something that really pisses me off, Dan? The semi-final last year, Peter Hickey played the game of his life and it had to be against us because he's been absolutely fucking dog shit since then. Yeah, he has. He ran for like 300 metres, given there was extra time included, and, and gave you know, our left edge a bath. But um, look, He hasn't run for 300 metres this year. No, no mate, he, he's done. He signed in England. He, he's ready to go. He should have left earlier this season. But um, it was all taken try. Like, it was just... Mm-hmm. You know, Talakai ran a perfect line, took the defenders with him, and Tracy, for all the jokes that we made that he couldn't pass, he showed, you know, perhaps he can. It, it was a beautiful in and away, you know, and, and that left edge is really starting to click. I, I'm going to save my my little nerdy nerd, I told you so, for a little bit later, but uh, this was a sign of things to come. Great fight back. We've seen Cronulla sides of have, uh, have pass roll over. So, yeah, was very, very happy. And then typical Cronulla again, we give away another penalty. We invite the Cowboys back into the game. They march down the field. Ronaldo makes a terrible decision to run in off his wing. Like, really poor. All he needed to do was hold shape there, and Valame doesn't score. Now, Valame had enough space. He's a big, strong person. Got himself over the line. That sideline conversion from Scott Drinkwater. Where the hell did that come from? Wasn't it Chad that came uh, 
No, no Trent Corder was on the conversions, mate. He, he's in your fantasy team. You didn't even know he was getting extra points. Mate, look, I was giddy from excitement about the kick going over. But, oh, look, I, I overreacted. I thought Talakai should have smashed him in row C. But you forget how big Valame is. It just... Yeah. They should have smashed Chad. He shouldn't have been able to run 30 metres across the field. Well, but this is the other thing. Chad Town, like, you know, both plays. Chad Townsend ran right behind Reuben Cotter, which forced Cam McInnes to stop. Chad took his advantage, throws a pass. But in... In the second half, Sione Katoa runs behind a player, throws a pass, and it's a penalty. Yeah. So, either way, either way, whatever it is. But, you know, from that point there, at, at 12-6, again, you're kind of feeling, you know, a little bit uneasy. But then the forwards are rotated. We bring on Tom Hazleton, we bring on Jack Williams, we bring on Royce Hunt. And what do you know? The game changes. Mate, last week you and I said that if Cronulla are close at 20 minutes when the subs go on, that we'll run away with it, and that's precisely what happened. Our bench was markedly better, we said, and it proved to be true. I don't know what's gotten into Royce Hunt over the past two weeks, mate, but I'm here for it because he's played two of his best three games, and I'll, I'll go so far as to say last night was even better than last week's game. Well, I, I, I don't think it was even better than last week's game, but obviously he, he gets the try tonight. More impactful, so, perhaps, you know, yeah. Yeah, poor, people, people are going to say, but last week, you know, he was epic. Um, but, yeah, you know, the bench comes in, changes the game. I want to say, like, Jack Williams, every time he comes onto that field, he changes, you know, he, the momentum of the game changes. You know, I had a really, really good tweet put into my DMs this morning that said, well, why don't we just start with Jack Williams and Tom Hazelton? Because you lose that impact. You do. You lose that impact. You don't. You don't. You don't really want. Like I know we're calling for Toby Rudolph to be off the bench, but that's for a completely different reason. These guys are actually put on to change. Like Jack Williams is put on to go and murder someone, take a big strong hit up, and change the momentum of the game, win that momentum back, and that's what he does. Yeah. He's a, he like I, I, I know Hazelton is playing really well and he's playing great off the bench. But the only person that we have in that team that wrestles a little bit of momentum back for us when we get on the back foot is Jack Williams. Yeah, I think he's been tremendous, and I'm certainly not going to argue with that. Obviously, he's been our best forward this year. He's been our best forward this year, and it's not close. I don't know, Britton Nicker has has had a a very good season, but Jack Williams has been our best. Completely fair. And look, has turned again last night. It was absolutely tremendous, and has his spot locked down for the next 10 years, as far as I'm concerned. And Royce Hunt was again very good. Look, the the only change you can probably make is Toby for Hunt, but I, I think that's much of a muchness, and there's nothing really to gain or lose there, so I'm happy with it as is. But, mate, those three forwards came on, and they changed the game, which is exactly what you want from your forward pack. There aren't many sides out there that, that can match that. I mean, you see the Tigers have one of the best starting packs in the game. As soon as they make the change, they fall to shit up the middle. So... Mm-hmm. Oh, I, mean, so, I, was, I was I was stoked with the way the game turned last mm-hmm. night and unlike in previous weeks where we've had momentum dropped it and had to get it back we had it, we took it and outside of one play after the second half we never dropped it again Now when the game changes obviously Nico tries to put uh, Tommy Hazleton over for a try close to the line um, you know it's more and more of a play from us every week we, we don't kick the ball into the end goal as a fear of getting away that seven tackle set we will run the crash play we'll, and as annoying as it is we'll run that crash play to make them work it out at their own end and back our defence you know the last couple of weeks it's, it's really worked but the next time we get down there Blake Braley capitalises and you could really like this caught the Cowboys by surprise because if you have a look at that left edge again on that fifth tackle play Nico was there Trindle was there, Tracy was there, 
and Wade was getting ready to ready to run the decoy. He Wade Graham was deep. Yeah, like he was he was so deep, and the the markers the markers shot out. The markers shot out as if they were going to Hines, and Braley capitalised on that, which was great. Tom Hazelton goes in under the post twelve all. Um, just before half time, Royce Hunt crosses over. Now I thought they were going to take it off him for a double movement. I thought it looked, in live it looked blatant double movement, and when the replay shows they're Hands had all fallen off him. He had every right to get up and, and score. And then when the ball came shooting out, I thought, oh, is Jake Greenville kicked that out of his hands before he got it down? That referee called it. I want to give the referee a bit of a shout-out as well. I thought he handled that game really well last night. It was good. Those those sorts of games that are early on, obviously the first penalty is going to be a nitpick. But, yeah, I, I didn't really recognise him outside of that awful forward pass. But, I mean, that's got to come down to the touch judges. Other than that, mm-hmm. you barely saw him mention. I mean, I know, I know, Cowboys fans towards the end were ref this, ref that, and a couple of Sharks fans, particularly a roommate of mine, was a bit hard on the ref. But um, yeah, no, no comments for me. But going back to that Royce Royce Hunt try, no one in the competition was stopping him, and no one should be able to stop this bloke when he's in that kind of mood. I don't know what the secret is. I don't know what's been unlocked the last two weeks. But let's keep it. Let's bottle it and sell it because he's been tremendous. That Tom Hazelton try though, he finished that like a bloke that is a lot further into his career than Tom Hazelton is. So big props to both props. Yeah, and now just before half-time, um, they get themselves up the field uh, and they should have scored. Some some great scrambling defence, um, a terrible indecision by Jake Granville, terrible halfback play by Chad Townsend. Where have we heard that before? Where have we said that before? Mm-hmm. Check Finn. Check fins up circa 2021 and backwards. Um, going at halftime, 18 points to 12, and I didn't notice it at the time, but a, a Cowboys fan, and I've never seen this Cowboys fan on my timeline before, but the tweet popped up and said, the boys are going into halftime with the heads dropped, this game's over. So I rewound it back, and you see the Sharks boys going off there, high-fiving each other, obviously the big defensive effort, stopping the try right before halftime. So I think if they concede... You know, the, the Cowboys have got all the momentum going into that. And then you watch the Cowboys players coming off. They got their heads down. They were, you know, not not looking into it. Second half, though, the start of that second half, that kickoff, um, you can't tell me it wasn't a deliberate ploy because they had done that after a try before and they caught they caught Braden Hamlin Ueli seven metres out from our line. Trindle caught it and had to run backwards to get it onto the prop. So normally you see a long, deep kickoff from... Um, from Kyle Felt, uh, he did it short, and by the time Royce Hunt got there, he just got absolutely smashed. This is a play where Trindle's going to look back at that and go, you know what, I need to take that run, because the next time it happened, Trindle took the run. Hospital pass. It was hugely unfortunate. Yeah. You could see... Oh, yeah, like, it, if if Royce Hunt had got up and snotted Trindle, I would have been all for yeah, it. It would have been, been completely fair. Look, Hunt had Nana within striking distance the second he touched the ball. And even a bloke that big is going to brace himself for impact when a guy the size of Nana, who's got a 40-metre head, you know, head of steam behind him, yes. hits him. That, that could have changed and when the he And when, when he realised Trindle was passing that ball, he sprinted. Yeah, he, did. he, he, he sprinted. Him up. He, put, he, he him just, It was yeah. beautiful. And I, I'm not going to blame Royce Hunt. That's just one of those things that happens. No. The ball instantaneously touched him and he got hammered. But oh. the way we defended after that, Terry, is the difference between this and the Sharks six weeks ago. Yeah. So I guarantee we would have conceded. The game's completely different. I, I tweeted that. I said the amount of uh, the amount of 
ball that they had on our line to open because don't forget we we got the ball back we did we got the you know we a, a great a great tackle from Tom Hazelton on Griffin Neem turned the ball over but then we turned the ball over and the Cowboys seemed to be jammed on our line and you were just kind of waiting for it yeah. you're just kind of waiting for it and it never happened it never came and then you know it's again we just took our chances nico hines put in a beautiful kick way graham scores it's two weeks in a row the the renaissance of way graham like can we get him to reconsider this retirement well i don't i don't necessarily agree with that in that it seems to be from the second that it was decided all the pressure's gone yeah now i know we we know for a fact there was genuine talk from wade himself on triple m saying that it was fight complete he was going to catalan's next year and that that seems to have been rethought now that's a lot to ask a bloke who you know is in his 30s now but you know young young family i believe to move to france and and uproot your life and give up these gigs that he does have with triple m and and other places i think the pressure of him retiring or the pressure release of him retiring it's just allowed him to focus on his football because later in the afternoon and and a gentleman on, on my floor here elliot who you know may or may not listen to this shout out if he does if not boo elliot said this is the first time we've seen him shift left and way graham's kicked in i mate i can't remember the last yeah. time that that happened well and this is a way hey, that was graham, a great kick too that was a great that, that pit that pin drink water five meters out from the line we pinned him down but this is the way graham of old and i think it you can't convince me that you know as much as they say otherwise mentally affects you go into a, a day at work like today. I, I waltzed in. I strutted in because the sharks had won, and you know there was a little issue with the coffee pot this morning, and I couldn't have cared less. If I came in in a shit mood after a loss, I would have kicked the thing out the window. So th- this guy has come in knowing that this is the end, and every game from here is a blessing, and he's playing like Wade Graham of, of three or four years ago, and it is absolutely tremendous. But again, Terry, and this is I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm going here it is, Nerny Nerner. He's also not having to watch his outside defender every single set on our on our line. He trusts in Trindle. Talakai trusts in Trindle, and that entire left edge is probably double as good in defence as it was. And I would say now it's just as potent in in attack as it was prior. You know, because Matt Moylan was flying in attack. But jumping ahead, because I'll forget about it later. And Vossi pointed this out, and I went back and watched. They they had a three on two out wide late on down our left side or four and three rather and Moylan went to go in and Trindle said you stay I got him and brought down a much bigger man and shut it down so I guarantee if Moylan comes in it goes through the hands and they score in the corner Trindle being there yeah. it's, it's freed up Matt Moylan it, uh, sorry Nico Hines it's taken the kicking away from him I think Trindle's our number one kicker now and Nico's number two which has suited his game I don't care what numbers on the back Braden Trindle's playing halfback right now and it's fantastic He's defensive. There were three or four chance um, opportunities last night that the Cowboys created that Trindle stopped one on one. You don't get that with Matt Moore. Maybe you get one of the four. A completely different game. Stop me, Terry, because I'm going to go on on all night. But he has unlocked Wade Graham. He's unlocked Steve Talakai. He's unlocked Nico Hines. You know, I love it. Nerdy nerdy. Yeah, <laughs> so 24-12. There's a lot of you know we're we're, we're up obviously. Up in a big way and there's still a lot of people complaining about that left edge they're saying oh look at this way Graham's on five missed tackles now Trindle's missed three tackles Sif has missed a tackle you got to take let, let's talk about way Graham because we we're talking about it in our DM group last night but way Graham finished the game with seven missed tackles a game high seven missed tackles 
And normally you turn around and go, oh, Jesus, that's bad. Go back and rewatch it. He was putting the first contact on Jeremiah Nano, a much bigger, much younger, much athletic player, probably a lot stronger than Wade Graham as well. He's putting the first contact in and stopping Jeremiah Nano in his tracks. Now, Wade hits him. They both bounce back. That's a missed tackle. But at the time that Wade then jogs back to get into the defensive line, he's been cut down by Blake Braley and Cam McInnes. Mm-hmm. So it's not a negative play. It's like James Maloney in the past when we used to say, Maloney used to sprint out and put his body in front of Jason Tomololo, but Tomololo has to stop and brace for contact. Maloney goes flying 10 metres, we clean him up. It's the same thing Wade Graham did last night. That was a targeted effort. It was the same as Talakai. Talakai missed, I think, two tackles in the game, both on Petahiku. But guess what happened? He went out early. He put the contact on Petahiku. Oh, no, one was on Semi Valame. He put the contact on Petahiku, and Trindle came in and dusted his legs up. So that was that left edge, the shift in that left edge, just by having Braden Trindle out there who can move laterally, who can move a lot quicker than an old man, and talks. Just talk, doesn't stop all game. Um, We force a repeat set, um, a beautiful kick in, and they go for a short dropout. Now, there were, my head was scratching before this even happened. 24 12 up. You don't really go for the short dropout. Oh, sorry, 24 12 down. You don't go for the short dropout because if the dropout goes wrong, you're down 26 12. What happened next was a calamity. That ball went about three metres and Semi Valame catched it and then, oh, sorry, catched it, caught it and looked at the ref as if to say, why have you blown a penalty? Did you, did you see, in. Terry, though, the way he contorted his body, it's like he was trying to get half his body outside the 10 to reach back. Now, if this guy was 17 foot tall, it might have worked. But this was. But it doesn't matter because the, you know, the ball didn't break the it, plane. It doesn't, but I don't know what his thinking was at the time. I, I said to Vossi, why didn't he let it bounce? Because when it bounces, it's a lottery. It could have bounced and gone out 11 yep. metres out and they get the ball back. Drink water. I mean, look, the season was on the line. And going back to the halftime speech, all we heard from Todd Payton and all the commentators was this, this is our season, this is our season. They go out there, Nano puts that, th- that shot on. But when we scored that second try, their heads well and truly dropped. And when Trindle put that ball through and chased it through and pinned them and they, that led to this... That was the game for me. If Trindle puts that ball into row C, it's a different game. It, ju- it just killed him. And obviously, the two points to go 14 points up, the pressure's off and Cronulla start playing football again. Yeah, now, uh, let's let, let's keep it on Tricky here because he then kicks the sweetest 40-20. Contorts his body, gets behind the line, kicks it. Now, someone pointed out straight away he's kicked more 40-20s this season than Matt Moylan's kicked in his career. We saw it weeks ago. We've been calling for this guy into the team weeks ago. Now, would the would would the results have changed? You know, after the Melbourne game, would the result have changed against the Bulldogs if we had Tricky in there? No, we beat the Bulldogs. We beat the Dragons. We beat the Tigers. We go over to New Zealand, and we probably lose that game. Okay, but there's four games, right? Four games. Put Tricky in. If you've given him those four games at home against Manly, when we're playing like this, when Tricky's playing like this, we dust Manly. And we're comfortably in the top four. You know, and you've given him those reps, those reps, his kicking game, his confidence in there against Penrith. Now, we're not going to beat Penrith, okay? And the effort against Penrith is one of the best efforts we've put in, and we lost Mm 28-0. 
but you, you never know, right? And, and I'm, not, I'm not turning around saying we're going to win this game. We would have been on a massive streak. We were going to lose to Penrith. We're going to Penrith against Penrith against the best team the NRL has ever seen. Yeah. At that point in time there, we weren't going to win it. No, of course But But you saw the week after, the week after he got that confidence, he did some nice things against Penrith. The week after that against South, he was incredible. The week after that against the Gold Coast Titans, he was incredible. Last night, he was brilliant. Um, his kicking game, as you said, the pressure that he takes off, like he kicked us out of trouble. We were pinned on our 30 mm-hmm. and he put a long high kick that Drinkwater caught on the 10-metre line. Yep. Now, yeah, he caught it on the full and it was straight down the chest, but you have a look at the difference in that. If When Chad Townsend was kicking from his 30-metre line, Connor Tracy's catching it 25 metres out, we're getting tackled on the 40. Scott Drinkwater got tackled 25 metres out from his own line and we're set. Brilliant. This kid... You know, we've been we called it from round one. We've called it from round ten. We've called it now. Fitzgibbon finally made the change. I don't like the fact that Matt Moylan's still on the bench as the human victory cigar. I think that's better suited to Jesse Colquhoun because he can play middle and edge. Mm-hmm. However, you run with it. You just run with it. Uh, the Knights capped off. Nico Hines uh, gets the ball. Lazy marker play from uh, Luciano Lelua. Lazy play from Jesse McLean. Scott Drinkwater wanted none of that smoke. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, what was that? He didn't. He wanted none of it. We we heard during the the off season about how bad Kennedy was defensively. We're not going to name names, but how good yeah. Drinkwater was. I'll tell you what. Last night, now I know Will Kennedy was at home nursing a broken everything. He would have put more effort in than Drinkwater did because he decided. And I'm not saying he didn't go in at full tilt. He just Nico wasn't running fast. Nico's not that big. The fact he didn't. Almost bring Nico down is disgusting. He probably should have tackled him, to be honest, but Nico was having none of it. But Terry, there was a moment that I forgot. Chad Townsend, the only good kick he put in all night was the miss kick that bounced up and Tom Malolo got it. Try for your life, Connor Tracy brings him down. <clears throat> that happened three or four times last night. That game could have been much, much closer. I still think Cronulla would have won because they were a much better team. But there were probably two or three tries that probably get scored. And I'm no, I know I'm using the word probably a lot, but more than likely get scored in the last few weeks. Do we speak about Connor Tracy now, or do you want to finish the game and we come back? We'll finish the game and come back. Yeah. After 32-12, they didn't look like scoring. We didn't look... You know, we looked like from that point in there, we put Moylan on, and that's just a... This game's... We'll go and see it out. Um, is Talakai hurt? Yeah, overall... Tactical... Oh, I mean, Tal- is that who he came on for? Yeah, yeah, because Talakai was missing at left centre, unless he moved into the middle. Yeah, no, good, good shout on that there. You saw a couple of times that Talakai was pointing at, at his leg and Ronaldo was pointing at his leg as well. I think it's just find a way to get Moylan on. Um, I'm glad it wasn't in the middle of the park against those big units. Um, I forgot about that kick. Chad actually put up, that, 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 that kick was from Chad was absolutely mental. Um, that swayed everywhere. The bounce was favourable for them. Um, the tackle from Tracy on uh, Ruben Cotter absolutely delivered him the Paul Green medal. And let's talk about him because shy of scoring a try or, or turning, you know, ending Dan Gagai's origin career, that's kind of Tracy's best game in first grade ever. Yeah, yeah, can't, can't argue that. He ran, he ran all night. I think he. Um, look, look, there's no doubt in the world that Cronulla have adjusted their attacking style over the past few weeks because they don't have Will Kennedy. I just want to go mm-hmm. on record and say that Will Kennedy at his best is, is far superior 
anything else we've seen at his best. I've seen a lot of people in the group say we, we need to get rid of Kennedy, we need to stick with Tracy. I also want to say that, you know, I wasn't expecting this from Tracy. He's just running kamikaze. Look, we, we knew that was coming, but I, I didn't know he had it in him at fullback. Beside that one ball where he jumped too early and lost it that didn't didn't come to anything. I thought he was he was pretty close to flawless last night. And you know, I, I remember he put one kick in from memory. And he, don't forget, he, he is a halfback by trade during his junior years and his time at South. Came back as a backup halfback too, I believe. So he's got a kicking game in him. Yeah, yeah just say technical difficulties, yeah. Yeah, well, as you can hear, because I hit that too early, a few technical difficulties, but we're back. I have relocated, so hopefully it's a little bit clearer in sound. But, mate, overall, Connor Tracy had a wonderful game, nine, nine and a half out of ten, a very, very deserving Paul Green medalist. The only other player that I had close to him was um, was Tricky Trindle. And I've got to say, a lot of people in the Channel 9 commentary were saying Nico Hines was dominant, blah, blah, blah. I thought Nico was maybe a third or fourth best player, which, coincidentally, is perfect. Yeah. So, Connor Tracy finishes with 28 runs for 273 metres. That is mental. <laughs> that is because every kick went to his chest. Uh, he took. He also took some mental hit-ups. Like, we were getting stopped, and he was just he was taking hard runs. Two offloads, four tackle breaks, one line break assist, one try assist, five from seven tackles. Um, you can't ask for much more than that from young Connie. He gave away a penalty. I don't remember that penalty. What did you give a penalty away No, me neither. Probably being too handsome. And an error, and that was off the the bomb as well. Now, I, so I'm glad we've we brought that in here. Uh, just let me pop that in our notes to talk about. Um, but let's go back to the Connor Tracy versus Will Kennedy. I don't want to get into the same situation going to the finals as last year. If, if Will Kennedy's hamstring is done, it's done and he doesn't play and Connor Tracy's our fullback for the rest of the year. We can't have a 50% Will Kennedy going into the finals. We saw it last year. It cannot happen. We need, you know, when did he hurt himself? Penrith? Yeah. I think There's, so. we've had three games. There's two to go. It's a six to eight week, six to eight week injury. I don't think we see Will Kennedy again for the rest of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Next year, next year, 2024, round one, let's, let's not take this if he's fit and healthy, Will Kennedy's our fullback. Yeah, agreed. But I'm 100% with you. I'm mm-hmm. Tracy's doing a more than good enough job, explanation mark, under last night's performance, um, that we don't need to rush him back, and nor should we. There's, there's some argument that Connor's playing a game with Trindle being the ball player, Connor being the runner, and Nico just doing what Nico does. Maybe it's a better game plan at this time of season. So. I am happy for Connor Tracy next year. If we're going to run with three forwards on the bench, I'm happy for Connor Tracy to take the Moylan role, though, because you can't tell me that you couldn't put Connor Tracy on and say, hey, you know what, you've got to go into the middle of the field. He's, he's going to he's going to fucking run like a lock forward. Connor would love it, yeah. mate. I have no Connor doubt. would absolutely. Yeah, so that's for mine, that's, you know, if we're, if we're running with the utility next year, it's going to be Connor. Mm-hmm. Um I want to talk about the Tricky Trindle and Nico Hines combination just a little bit more. The the kicking, the ball playing, both getting into first receiver, and both getting into second receiver as well. But also last night, Hines went across to the left-hand side of the field and Trindle saw something on the right, so he just took off. Mm-hmm. And he told Braley to give him the ball. And he went to the right side of the field, which is Nico's side of the field. So that, that combination with them that they've got at the moment, it's just it's slick. You know, it took Nico a while to, I don't know if you're talking about trust, but talking about 
just figuring out how Trindle plays, and now he's turning around and going, you know what, this guy's actually really good. He's really, really good, he and he's it. handed over a lot of the reins. It, exactly. There was something in the post-match, and I can't remember what it was, but I'm pretty sure Nico said something to the line of, we developed the combination now, it's flying. Something along those lines. And you can see that, look, Nico can get caught on the fifth play now because you know that Trindle's going to kick the ball. Like, and there's a, there's an argument that Trindle, if he's available, should kick the ball because he's got a bigger boot than Nico, and he's, you know, his shocking game is tremendous. So that combination, yeah. mate. Again, in hindsight, you would have stuck with it from the first, but it's here. Yeah, and look, it's here to stay. When when I, the 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 one thing about you know getting these reps under each other, right? All year long, we've always known that Nico is going to be our fifth tackle kicker. He's going to be our fifth tackle kicker. I, I'm okay to not go away with that, not go away from that, right? But at the end of the game, if they've both got 10 to 12 kicks each, we're in a much better place than if Nico's got 20 and Moylan had three. So that's where we are now. So let's let's get into a couple more players who I see online are dividing opinion. Let's go into one Tobias Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Now, when he came back from his injury, he looked unfit, unmotivated, Oh, I shouldn't say unmotivated, but just lethargic, right? Mm. He's got a, he's got more more reps into his into his tank now, and we we're hearing now more and more that he gets a needle before the game to play in his toe, and he gets one at halftime as well. Um, I thought last night was one of his better games. No, he's going to get nice. he's going to get hammered for that error in the second half, but. That's just because you go on looking for that error. You didn't, you know, when people turn around saying, oh, he was so bad, and then you turn around and go, well, he took more runs, made more metres, made more tackles, had more offloads, more tackle breaks than any other prop on the field. Was his game so bad, Dan? No, it wasn't. And it's the only problem I had with Toby is that he's a 20-minute player, not a 24-minute player. Now, people are going to go, oh, it's only four minutes. You've seen that four minutes. I like to get a breakdown of his errors and penalties and six agains. I bet you at least... Probably seventy percent are in in that fatigue stage, especially last night where the ball barely went out. It there was a lot of football played, which is good to see. He came back early, I thought, and it worked well because you noticed straight away they were, they brought Cotter back early, and we're like, oh, geez, he's starting to get a roll on here. And Toby came back, and Toby shut that down pretty much. Pretty much a set after I think he put a hit on. We didn't see much more of Cotter moving forward. Yeah, look, he lost that ball late on when he was tired. I think the reason people are going hard on Toby is because he's got this... He gets up and takes this deep breath, this... Yeah, <gasps> and his hands, his hands yeah. on his hips. And it looks like the bloke's, you know, two two minutes away from death. But then he, he puts his hand up and he does a hit-up. Now, he did a goose step last night that probably went... that should have been gone viral. And then he gave an offload and Cam McInnes did a goose step. And I was like... What's going on here? This is this is Harlem Globetrotter stuff. But Toby's fitter than what people, myself included, give him credit for. He's in tremendous shape. He just it's just this exaggerated breath and this this haunched over that makes him look more tired than he is. That said, twenty and twenty is how I'm playing Toby Rudolph. But last night was hugely impressive and probably his best game of the season to date. Yeah, that that well last week he was really good. Last week he was really good. He didn't he, you know. He didn't get the meters that he got last week off the same runs, but it's much better forward pack yeah, <laughs> tonight. Oh, you know, like last I'm... last week, you know, for forty minutes of the game, he he didn't have to run at Tino, but the Cowboys have got you know, like you, you take Tino off at the Titans and you're throwing on who? His, his brother. Who, like, <laughs> who did who did they have? You know, Payne Haas's little brother or 
Tino's brother, right? Whereas, you know, they're taking off McLean and Tomalolo and Cotter and they're throwing on big bodies in Halem Lukey, Griffin Neem, Cohen Hess. So, and he took some early, early charges into that forward pack and, you know, didn't take a backward step. Um, in terms of all the props on the field, though, as I, as I said, you know, you might call it a, a, a bad patch, you might call it a... Um, a weakened field of props or whatever, but he still had the most meters and the most tackles, and his defense was really good. Bar that, did he did he go in too late on Scott Drinkwater? The answer is yes, but if he goes in too early, we've already said Ruben Cotter's in under the post. Although Toby was pretty good last night, he um he ran for more meters than any Cowboys forward. Yeah, see, if you told me that straight up, knowing that they got Tom Lolo and Cotter, that would have been shocking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good good stint yeah. from Toby. I think he's he's on the way up. Let's debunk some myths here. The player online who seems to cause more indifference of opinion, and I don't know why, but it's Jack Williams. Mm-hmm. When when people talk about Jack Williams, they never talk about the positives in his game. He's hard to handle. He gets a quick play of the ball. His defense is good. Uh, his runs are strong. His post-contact meters are there. They always talk about his errors and his penalties. So I went out and debunked some myths on this last night. I just need to bring it up because you know I was on I was on I was on the Twitter a fair bit last night, Dan. It was good. It was good to see. Now before you get in, I've been guilty of this. Now mm-hmm. he's a big dude. He's very easy to see because his arms are you know mm-hmm. busting out of even the biggest jersey in the world. He can mm-hmm. give away a penalty, but it's a penalty that can't be missed. There's a lot of people that give away penalties from being offside or hands in the ball, and you sort of write that off. But when a bloke's standing over another guy and he's throwing him down 10 seconds after the ref's called held, giving away penalties of six again, they stand out. So I know, I know I've know, i read what you're going to say, but I'm not going to take your thunder. But when he does it, he does it to the point where it's like, penalty, 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 and you cannot miss it. That's probably where it's coming from. In terms of the errors, I'm looking forward to hearing what you got. So... You know, when I, I, I put a tweet out saying that Jack Williams coming off the bench has really turned games for us. And they're like, oh, yeah, but his errors, his errors are so costly. His errors are so costly. He makes too many errors per game. He's now at 21 games for the season, Dan, yep. for six errors. That includes the one last night, the one drop ball last night off a stupid pass from Royce Hunt. Third tackle? Yeah. Third tackle, Royce, in our own half. Don't be offloading that ball. Not um so let's let's dig into it a little bit deeper. Let's go. So 2018, he played four games for us. He had one error. 2019, 24 games, 17 errors. 2020, 17 games, 12 errors. Now, people, this is what they're remembering. They're remembering 2019, 2020. 2021, we say is arguably Jack Williams' best season of his career. 24 games, eight errors. Last year, six games, two errors. This year, 21 games, six errors. That puts him at 96 games, 46 errors. That's not even one every two games. Yeah, most most props have won a, there's, a game in a bit. Yeah, there's there's a big myth that his hands are really bad, and you know what? It, it wasn't even drop balls. If you go back to those 2020 and 2019s, he couldn't play the fucking ball. Yeah, he kept, uh, I remember that. That was the problem. He was trying to play it too quick because his play the ball speed is so quick. He just it just drop it. Um, so then someone again wrote wrote back and said, ah, but you know. It's not the penalties. Can you? It's not the errors. It's the penalties. Can you? Can you go back to me about the penalties? Okay. Yeah. No worries. I can do that. Twenty eighteen, four games, one penalty. Twenty nineteen, twenty four games, ten penalties. Twenty twenty, seventeen games, six penalties. Twenty twenty one, twenty four games, two penalties. 
2022, six games, one penalty. This year, 21 games, seven penalties. So he's given away 27 penalties in 96 games. Again, again, bad. you know that's not even one in three. No, it's it's the way he gives them away. That it is the, the way that he, 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 he it is. Thing, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you know, the, but there isn't a set for there isn't a stat for six against. Okay, because mm-hmm. during PVL ball, he's probably given away, 30. you know, an extra 20 to 30. Six agains, right? But if you're talking about proper penalties, and this is what people are hiring him for, drop balls and penalties, let's dispel that myth. Some of the six agains that he does give away are tactical as well. They've got a bit of an overlap out wide. He sees that. He's happy to lay on someone, push them back down, throw them down, give away the six again penalty. And I'm happy for that because it gets our line to set. You know, you don't want to go and defend another six tackles, but sometimes you have to. But overall, this year he's been brilliant. So... Uh, again, last night ran for more metres than any other Cowboys forward. Right. Was one behind Toby Rudolph. Rudolph made the most tackles of any uh, the most metres for any forward. He now Jack Williams looks a little bit more sensational because he came off the bench to do it, and so did Tom Hazelton. But let's go, Jack Williams. This year, off the bench, is averaging nine runs for 100 metres. Can't ask for any more than that. He's defending at 94. percent So he's. 473 from 502 tackles. As I said, six errors and seven penalties. What, what more do you want from this guy? Not a bad shift, mate. There's some uh, there's some starting props that you kill for those numbers. Yeah. Now, see, let, let's go into some stats um, before we take a dig at the Cowboys. So uh, we had more possession, 51 to 49. Um completed 31 from 39 sets now people this is where it's going to get confusing that we can we didn't complete eight sets but we had 12 errors now um a couple of those errors uh connor tracy dropped bomb Mm -hmm. the uh talakai throwing the ball out the nakora taken out the wade graham bomb um i think there are a couple other errors in there as well but that's not the incomplete set because you know um, we had 11 more runs and made 200 more meters. We missed 44 tackles to their 49. That's a lot of missed tackles. Uh, and we gave away seven penalties to their four. Yeah. So, you know, the stats are very even. Just the quality. Yeah, the quality of the oh, opportunities yeah. that we had. But, I mean, again, there was a stat in the second half that showed they had way more ball in our half and inside our 20, and yet we repelled them. So that's uh, that's huge for us. Now, season on the line for the North Queensland Cowboys, they had everything to play for. And when I heard this before the game, I was was a little bit worried that we were about to get slaughtered. But it was obviously the Paul Green Memorial, and it's been the one year. Uh, Jason Tomalolo's 250th, and their season on the line. And they dished out that performance. They did. I th- and in... And in the press conference, Todd Payton just laughed it off. Yeah, I, I, I think he's just not given up, but I think he realises they're done now because they're going to rely on Penrith resting players in round whatever to get in, and I don't like the chances even against the Penrith fucking reserve grade team. No, they... Um, well, I also, I also don't like the chances of Penrith resting because it's going to come down to the minor premiership in that last round. Yeah, and they're ego-driven, and I want that. No, I don't blame them. The 100K is not bad. I don't either. blame me, though. No, I, well, I would. I'd be pushing for it for Cronulla in that situation. Look, it ultimately, it comes down, Terry, to we have more quality than them. Oh, I think on, on paper, it was pretty pretty even, and we said so in the preview. 
they were the favourites heading in. Obviously, they were at home, coming off a bye, etc., etc. I thought it was closer than that. We both predicted a Cronulla win by less than what it was. So everyone was going in thinking it was going to be close. The quality at the halfback, I know I'm going to bang on about it. Nico Hines is so much better than Chad Townsend. And you've seen all the Cowboys retweets that Terry's done. For those that don't follow, you definitely should, at Sharks Obsessed. They're saying, oh, Chad's kicking game was so good and now it's so bad. Yeah, it was never good, but it's just got worse. The bloke can't can't kick far, he can't kick short, he can't tackle. We ran at him all last night last night. There was a time where Trindle uh, sorry, Tracy had the ball and ran up, looked, stepped, went backwards and ran it. Our old mate Townsend got up and played the ball quick and then we rolled him. So it was definitely a game plan. It's good to see. But fuck he's hopeless. Can, and now half back can, not bad. Can we re- can we read out some uh, some of these Cowboys thoughts on Chad Townsend? Mate, we've got fifteen uh, minutes. Read them all. Yeah, because we've got some trivia as well that I've just sprung on you. So let's go. Chad is the one of the worst players in the game. Such a weak, uninspiring player. Okay? I said it before and I'll say it again. Chad Townsend is nothing but a black hole in attack, defense, and overall leadership. He offers absolutely nothing. Uh, the Sharks filling 5-8 has a better kicking game than Chad Townsend. Uh, that's really harsh on Braden Trindle. He's not our filling 5-8. Uh, there was a leadership one as well, I believe, that Rich Ossington just, uh, my favourite one so far. It's almost as if a three-year contract for Chad was far too long. Can't believe nobody on here thought it was a bad idea, but 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 his leadership. Oh. No, he's dreadful. <laughs> he's, he, he wasn't sucks. a good idea. There was a reason Sharks fans were literally dancing yeah. when he signed away, idiots. God damn you, yeah. God, it's stupid. Right, Dan, we are playing the Newcastle Knights this week, and I am trying to get a guest on, a Newcastle guest on for our podcast on Tuesday night. Uh, so I'm going to hit you with some trivia now, this if that so is well okay. Yeah. It did, and I had, I've sprung this on you, so I haven't given you any time to do any research or preparation. Cool. That's the same question as last week for question one. Cronulla won the... Uh, Opening game, 26 points to six against the Newcastle Knights. Uh, who scored the first try? Uh, oh, my God. Um, Ramian. William Kennedy. Ooh, so I remember Ramian did something good and I was making schnitzel yeah. jokes. Uh, what was the score in the last time the Newcastle Knights beat us, which was in 2021, the famous game where Andrew Fafita nearly died on the side of the field? Uh, it was like 22-10 or something because I think Brody Jones tore us up. No, that's the game before. It was 16-14, a late penalty goal to Jake Clifford. Sealed the win. Yeah. Um, this is an easy one. Uh-oh. What is our biggest ever score against Newcastle? Oh, like a thousand nil. I've got I've got it on my wall at home. What was it? Sixty two nil, sixty four nil. Yeah, sixty two nil. Uh, right. Who was the last team to keep the other one to zero? Oh, has there been one between the sixty two nil? Uh, we beat them eighteen nil a couple of years ago. Yep, Friday there it night. is. We, we beat them eighteen last year. Yep. Last year, Sifatelica Masterclass. And who was the last player from either team to score a hat-trick in the game? Valentine Holmes. No. Britton Nickera last year. Ah, see, I don't remember, but that doesn't shock me. I remember Vows, obviously, because it was highlight reel. 
Ah, oh, good old Brit. Good old Brit. And that's it from me. A tremendous win. That, as I said, you know, teams are, teams around us are playing each other. You've got Souths and Newcastle playing this weekend. You've got uh, Parramatta and the Roosters um, playing against each other. So they're all going to start taking points off each other. I'm pretty sure, pretty confident that we've locked in a final spot this year. It's just going to depend how high up we are. I think we're going to finish in between that fourth to sixth mark and get a home final. Um, It's just going to be depending on who our opposition is as to where we play that game. Speaking of, just because we have a couple minutes left, Terry, I sent you a message earlier. The Jersey flag are all but in the uh, the finals. I, I don't think they can get knocked out, actually, because of the way the fixtures lie. They're uh, four points clear and got good differential. We play last and second last. Now, Flag does it. That doesn't really mean as much as it does anywhere else because results can go anyway. So, Flag, we're, I'm, I'm willing to say we're playing final football. Now, with the Jets, I did a bit more research with Eero, Stone Street, uh, potentially, probably not this week, more likely next. Billy Magulius back next week, Possibly, well, Colhoun this week and another couple, I think, were 50-50 for next week. Uh, play the second-worst team in the competition the third-worst team in the competition. We need teams around us to drop points because we sit six or something. Um, two of the teams have to play the top of the table Bears. They've got the minor premiership, so they're going to rest. So I'm not entirely confident there, but they should beat them on the balance of power. A lot of the teams play each other. If we win both games, we're in. It's going to take like something ridiculous for that not to happen. I'm not jumping off the Jets bandwagon just yet, Terry. I feel good. Uh, with the women, though, I see three wins from five at best. We're gone, unless we can put all five together, in which case we'll get in. There is a three wins can get us in, but it's it's like a 99.9% chance. It's not, you win four and you're in. So there's there's your benchmark. We're in for three as far as I'm concerned and we'll miss the ladies. But mate, that's pretty good for a club. But a couple of weeks ago, we were thinking, ooh, where's the next wing going to come from? I know, I know. It is what it is. And you know what? He was our human victory cigar last night, so we've got to do it, man. How about Moylan? And Trendle.